how to start? Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome to episode 369, where I talk to the actor Finn Jones. You probably know Finn from his role as Danny on Iron Fist, the lead role, or on Game of Thrones as Laurel Tyrell. He's also been in shows like Swimming with Sharks, Dickinson, and Sleeping Beauty, the movie. Most recently, he was in Bloomhouse's new movie, The, Vi the Visitor, directed by Justin P. Lang. The plot reads, after a series of tragedies, Robert moves with his wife back to their childhood home. After he discovers an old portrait of a man who looks like him, he goes down a rabbit hole to discover the identity of this mysterious doppelganger. In this interview, we talk about his film work, how he originally learned camera work as opposed to stage work, what it means to have blind faith in yourself as an actor, working with creative role models, and how he survived the failure of Netflix's Iron Fist. You can also look for some teaser from the live video recording of our interview on YouTube. You can subscribe under also called Creative Principles on YouTube. It's always just been something that I've done. There, there was never like a moment where I kind of made a cognitive decision. It's kind of weird. It's just been like something that is just inherently been a driving factor of my life. <clears throat> um, often when I think back to where it all began, and this is kind of like a more of a, I mean, it's an interesting story. I remember when I was younger, <clears throat> I was maybe like three or four years old and I was in a, in a pushchair, like a pram, whatever you call it, a buggy. We call it a buggy in the UK. And um, I remember seeing a flying pirate ship in the sky. And I remember looking up at the pirate ship and saying to my mom, 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 look, look up there. There's a, there's a flying pirate ship in the sky. Look up there. And she looks down and she's with her friend. <clears throat> she looks down to me. She looks up to the sky and she looks at her friend and she says, God, that boy, he's going to make some actor one day. And I remember just thinking, an actor? I was like, what does that mean? What, what's an actor? And for, for a minute, I thought an actor was an acrobat. So when I was younger, I, I was like, oh, an acrobat. That sounds cool. And then as I grew up, I like, found out what an actor was. And, and then that was just kind of it. It was just kind of something that I was always kind of drawn to and guided by. And that was the, the, the earliest memory that I can have of me even knowing or understanding what an actor was and then you know when I was <clears throat> young when I was like maybe 13 13 14 I started to go to like these Saturday uh, like youth theater classes in my in my town it was like a Saturday Saturday school and it was very kind of improvisational it was like weird you know we were doing like very weird off the wall kind of like experimental theater practices like it was not conventional <laughs> uh, it definitely wasn't like musical theater or anything like that it was very very weird stuff and I was doing I was like the youngest kid <clears throat> I was like a 14 year old working and hanging out with all these like 18 year olds and it was it was kind of cool man I was really like I was like oh wow acting is more than just like performance it can be about ways of like expanding your perception of 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 what a performance can be you know it can be 
it can be interpretive you know it can be these weird kind of like like non-linear expressions of of uh of, of, of humanity and, and a way to tell stories. And, and so that was really interesting. And then that kind of like then d- developed to, um, I went to drama school. Uh, first I went to college, I kind of went to college and I did like uh, studied, <clears throat> uh, what did I study? I studied English and media and film and, uh, and acting. And then once I'd done, gone through college, I decided that I wanted to go to drama school and like really just hone in on, on acting. So then I went and did a three years at an acting school, um, which was great, really cut my teeth there, really kind of evolved and grew as, as, as a person and as a performer. And then I left drama school and I picked up an agent. And then that's when I started to uh, professionally engage in the world. And uh, that was like maybe fucking 13 years ago now. So, yeah. Was there any unexpected difficulties kind of moving from stage to more like camera work where you don't have the audience and some of that engagement? Was any of that difficult for you to kind of build it from more of an internal sense? Yeah, I was really lucky that the drama school that I went to had a really big uh, television component to it. Mm-hmm. It was one of the only schools at that time that was focusing on television and film. Not many schools were doing that at, at that time. And so we would have a lot of modules based on, you know, what is it like to work for camera? Like recording yourself on camera, watching it back, seeing how you work in that space. You know, what is it like to be a part of a a television team? Like we would do um, modules where like you weren't just the actor, but you was maybe the sound guy or you was Mm. the the director or you was the camera person. You know, we would create our own short movies and get a chance to like really work a different facets of that space mm-hmm. and I think that really allowed me to fully appreciate the the team building aspect the teamwork aspect of, of film crews but also make me realize that like I wasn't the center of that environment you right. know you see a lot of actors that, that come on the scene they come on the scene literally they come on set and you know they just think that the the, the that environment revolves around them you know, and it creates big egos, people that are really annoying to work with, aren't team players, everyone fucking hates them. Um, <laughs> whereas I was lucky that I kind of like had learned early on in my career, even before my career started, that, that it wasn't the way that those things operated. And it was a team building atmosphere. And that that really set me up for when I left drama school and I started to, to work in television pretty immediately to have a good understanding of when I went onto a professional film set, I was aware of like all the work that went into making this thing come alive. And um, yeah, I was really grateful for that. And, and so, so yeah, so I guess to answer your question, I had inherently always had more experience working in television and film than I did have stage. I did do a lot of stage work at drama school. We did Shakespeare. We did like even musical theater, like we did improvisation, you know, we, we touched on all those things, stand up, um, but really, <clears throat> from an early start, I've always been geared more towards television and film. And that's the kind of the space in the world that I've always existed in. Did you did you kind of have confidence from the beginning that you knew you could make a career out of this? I'm just curious, kind of like in the beginning, what was your self-talk like? Where did that kind of confidence come from? Was there any ultimatums you created for yourself? Uh, it was just kind of a blind, blind faith. I've always had this kind of blind faith of like, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm doing. There was never any doubt in my mind. Um, and I don't know, man, I don't know where that comes from. 
I think it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's just that kind of, I, I don't know, I just, it's, it's always something that I've had in me. I've just been very, I'm an Aries, <laughs> I'm a year of the dragon as well. So I have a very strong fire signs. Mm. And I think that's just kind of part of my, my, uh, my personality is that, you know, when I want to do something and I set my mind to it, I'm very focused and I just do it and I don't really allow obstacles to get in the way um, of, of me achieving what I want to achieve. Um, and also, you know, has to be said, my parents were very, um, were very supportive. And I think that really, when you're young and you, you have these kind of dreams, I think it really is really, 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 really helpful to have parents that can kind of give you um, acceptance. And my parents would always say to me, my mum especially would just be like, you know, we don't care what you do. We don't care who you become as long as you're happy, mm. you know, you can, you can do what you want to do. And I think having that free reign to just like pursue my happiness, to pursue my bliss, uh, really allowed me to just go full ahead at it. And uh, when I went to drama school, they were always just like, yeah, you know, that's that's when I went to go to uh, Saturday school and then I went to drama school. They were like, yeah, like this is something that clearly you seem engaged by and you enjoy doing. And so we're going to we're going to allow you to do that. Um, and. Uh, you know, I worked hard, you know, I, my parents, I didn't come from a place where my parents had a lot of money. Uh, drama school was expensive. Uh, I had to work very hard in order to, um, to go to drama school. Like I had to do like jobs at the weekend, you know, I had to fund a lot of that myself. Um, and so I think that was also uh, played into it as well is like, <clears throat> if I want something, I really have to work hard to, to achieve it. Um, so do you have, um, is it more about what the next project is? Do you ever have like a list of like, I want to be in a, a Marvel something, I want to be on HBO, anything like that? Or was it more about just what is the next project? How do you kind of think about those things? Yeah, I've, I've never been someone to really uh, think like that about my future. I'm very, I kind of try to live in the present as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just, yeah, I've, I've never really had like lists of things I want to do. You know, it's never been like, I want to be in this show or work with this type of person. It's, it's more, it's more a kind of like, what kind of environment do I want to work in? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and for me, I think my values are something where I want to feel creatively free. I want to feel uh, creatively supported. I want to work with people that have integrity um, that, yeah, uh, th- those those are the kind of things that I aspire to, mm-hmm. and I, think I make my decisions on a daily basis based on those. You know, is something authentic? Are the people that I'm going to work with do they care about the project? Do they care about creative integrity? Uh, will they support the the creative process in a way that allows me and the creatives to have the 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 space and the vision to achieve what they want to achieve? Um, are they saying something which I thought find to be kind of relevant and interesting? Uh, so those are the things that kind of motivate me. And those are the things that if I'm drawn to a project, it's not because it has like a certain social cachet, you know, it's not because HBO are attached or it's not because, you know, MCU project, it's whether or not like that character or that production in particular speaks to me as an artist. <clears throat> you know? um, has there ever been points where you're, you're overwhelmed? I imagine with like Iron Fist, there's a lot of physicality and the preparation for that role. If you are overwhelmed, what do you do? Is it just research? Like what are some of the steps you might take? Just dig in, dig in more, <laughs> you know? Of course, man. Like there are times, especially during the, the filming of Iron Fist, there were, there was a very, 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 very intense time. It was intense physically. It was intense psychologically. 
it was it was it was intense all around i just moved from london to new york by myself completely shift lifestyles taken on this huge responsibility for this massive show uh it was an intense process very intense process where the scheduling was like full on and then you have all of the the critical reception around it as well you have a lot of like positivity and a lot of negativity at the same time and so <laughs> when i when i look back on it i was really just on the freight train you know like i liken it to being on a freight train going 200 miles an hour and you're you're driving that train and you don't have any other option but to drive it mm. and it's intense but out of that intensity i found became a lot of focus and a lot of self discipline and i really learned a lot about myself during that time like you know how do i how do i carry myself in extreme pressure how do i carry myself with extreme failures or with extreme successes you know who am i when when push comes to shove and i look back on it and like even though at the time it was really intense i i'm really grateful that for that period of my life because it really pushed me to my limits and i proved i think i proved to myself that despite everything i'm able to carry myself with integrity in the face of adversity and i think when when all is said and done that was the greatest thing that i learned from that period of my life was that shit can hit the fan in a really real way and i know that i can i can i can deal with it and i can deal with it in a way that i'm proud of myself you know mm. i can pick myself back up and i can hold myself with integrity um so that was cool that was that was really nice to kind of like experience that mm. and learn that about myself let's talk about the, your newest film the visitor where did this kind of come from what enticed you about the project um uh, so the film um my agent sent me the film and I immediately was interested because it was being produced by Blumhouse and I think Blumhouse are a really interesting production company that are creating really great films they're trying to push the the genre to a place which just it doesn't it doesn't rest on its laurels you know and then accompanied with that the, the Justin was attached to direct and i was aware of justin's work and he was also someone that i thought was someone with a real great uh, really good artistic merit most of his films a lot of his, all of his films they they elevate the genre beyond what it's it, it's known to be you know he has like a kind of like an art house quality to his his directing style and so i read the script and the script was cool the script was cool but there were some things about the scripts and the character that I was kind of maybe concerned about um and so I was like well let me have a conversation with Justin let me sit down and see where his head's at and see if like this is something that could work and so we sat down and immediately after like chatting to him for a good hour I realized that we were creatively on the same page like he wanted to turn this script into something more than it was on the page and he wanted to do so with uh, creative integrity and he wanted to find the nuance of the character and he wanted to find the nuance of the story and he wanted to he wanted to make something that hasn't really been made before or at least isn't being made currently mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so i was like cool there's 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 room here for this thing to actually be interesting you know and 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 it seems like justin and blumhouse is down to kind of expand on what is already there and so it felt creatively quite engaging and so i signed on to the project and Jess did as well. Uh, Jess plays Maya. 
And between me, Jess and Justin, we all kind of had the same intention. We all wanted to make this movie the most interesting movie that we could make. And so we, um, we all worked pretty hard together to adjust and expand on the script that we were given. And it was very intense at times because we were, we were, we were switching the movie up and changing things about the movie whilst we were shooting the movie. But we were all down to do that because we wanted this movie to be the best movie that we could make it. And luckily, Justin gave us the creative freedom to, to do that. Hmm. Um, so that it was, a, it was a cool process from that standpoint to have more of a creative uh, say in how the movie turned out from a, hmm. from a character and a, a story perspective. I wanna, so I'll try to stay away from plot as, as much as possible, but... Um... Do you consider this like those early conversations with the director? Are you talking about like other doppelganger films? Like, there's some very classic stuff. There's the the Jake Gyllenhaal movie Enemy. There's like, every couple of years, there's like kind of something like an Invasion of the Body Snatchers type movie will, will come out. Like, what were some of those early conversations like? What were you hoping to maybe achieve with the movie? Yeah. So actually, funny enough, those movies I haven't seen those movies, and they weren't on my radar. But I was really interested in uh, movies such as um, uh, The Wicker Man and then like Rosemary's Baby. Mm. Um, and after reading the script, those were the kind of movies that I kind of had going around in my head. And when I spoke to Justin, he also had those movies in his head for this movie as well. So it was kind of cool that we were like kind of on the same page when it came to like that, that kind of stuff. Mm. And so that was, it was kind of like a stranger in a strange land that, mm. that kind of like creating a very weird environment, um, feeling out of place, questioning one's reality, you know, is, is Robert, you know, is he just losing his mind? Is his mm. own reality being fractured or is he in a place where all these people are gaslighting him? And, you know, so, so that, that really interested me you know, playing that kind of psychological component and interested. And that wasn't actually, all of that wasn't in the script mm. to begin with. All of that was added. The thing with the, the, the pills was added. The thing with, with Maya and her motives, uh, they, they were all added whilst we, when we came on board. And so it was really cool to be able to work on this project with Justin and Jess and to really kind of, you know, expand on the movie. In, in real time as we were creating it, it was a very, um, we didn't, and the, the scary thing about that, it, it gives you a lot of creative freedom, but the scary thing is like, is this gonna fucking work? Like, it, like, like, we don't know what, we, is this gonna work? And we didn't know, but we just knew that we wanted to try and make it feel better than, than we just wanted to make it feel as good as it could feel. And it was great to watch the movie back recently. And I watched it with fresh eyes. You know, I just watched it as a viewer, tried to take my own ego out of the, the equation. And I, I think after watching the movie and I watched it with a friend of mine as well, I was like, damn, like Justin really did it. He was really able to, to bring that movie together in a way that I don't think if it was in another director's hands, I think it would have been a very, 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 very different movie. Mm. And I think Justin was able to bring his own perspective onto it, which allows the movie to be, I think pretty entertaining and pretty cool, pretty different. Um, How, was it, um, were you like, I guess nervous the whole time or was it more like you, you, we were nervous, but we still had this North star, this tone or this thing we were trying to accomplish that didn't guide you too far off track. Yeah, I think. I 
I'm never really nervous about things. And I think this comes from the fact that when Iron Fist came out, I was the first season of Iron Fist, I worked, I put my blood, sweat, and tears into that show. I worked so fucking hard on that show. And then when it came out and it got the critical reception that it did, it, it, you ask any actor, right? If that was gonna, ever going to happen in their career, they would say that would be the worst thing that could ever happen to you. You know, you think, you, how could you ever recover from that emotionally, psychologically? And it happened to me and it was very unexpected. And I realized that, well, you know what? That was, that's the worst thing that can happen to you, you know, from, from a creative standpoint. You know, you work so hard on something, you believe in something and then it gets trashed. Hmm. Fuck, that's, that's, that's pretty rough. And I realized that, you know what? It affected me, but it didn't really affect me. You know, because I think throughout that whole process and kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, I kept my integ- my creative integrity. Despite everything, you know, I knew that I showed up and I gave myself to that role in a way that I felt very proud of. Mm-hmm. And so that taught me <clears throat> that despite whatever perceptions may may come after you've done your job, that's mm-hmm. irrelevant because you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't uh, have a handle on that. People are going to perceive your work in the way that they're going to perceive it. But what you can do is you can apply yourself with uh, creative integrity and discipline. And, and so that's what I did. So with this movie, even though I knew like, fuck, this movie could be, it could be shit, you know, like, and with anything, it could be shit. You never know. It could be a bad director. It could be a shitty editor. It could just not work out. It always happens. You, there's always that there. But what I learned is that as long as you apply yourself to the, to the maximum of your ability, then, then at the end of the day, you can be proud of your work regardless. And so that's kind of how I felt with this movie. I was just like, I'm going to do all I can to try and make this movie the best movie that I think it can be and hope that everyone else, the director, the editor, the producers, the other actors feel the same way and they apply themselves in that way as well. And hopefully it turns out good. And I think I'm, I'm proud to say that I think it did turn out pretty good. I think I think I think everyone did apply themselves in the same way that I applied myself. And um, I'm kind of sitting here now, like, yeah, that's a that's a cool movie that I'm proud of, and I'm I'm proud of it because everyone else applied themselves in in, in the same fashion, especially Justin. You know. So you mentioned um, kind of originally wanting to come onto this to work with the director, to work with Bloomhouse, the production team. Um, I talked to a lot of writers, a lot of screenwriters, listening to the show as well. Do you think, what do you look for? Like what makes a good or bad script kind of in your opinion? Like a lot of writers, I think maybe overwrite direction. Some of that, it sounds like you might want some more freedom in there. What are some things that you like or dislike about scripts you're reading right now? Hmm. I think for me, it's about the authenticity of the character and that character's intentions. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously the writing has to be good. It has to feel real. It can't feel like over ex- expositiony. Like exposition, exposition is an actor's worst enemy. There is nothing worse than getting a script and it's just full of exposition, because frankly, it's just laziness on the writer's behalf. Mm. You know, they're not finding the the intention of the characters to put that exposition in a way that feels authentic. They're just dumping it on there. Mm. And for an actor, that can be really hard because then suddenly you're not playing motives. You're just storytelling. And that can be really frustrating for an actor. So what I look for in in, in scripts are things that feel uh, authentic, come from a place of authenticity. doesn't feel like it's overwritten or overpushed. And so I'm always looking for like, why is the character doing what he's doing? Does it make sense what he's doing? Is his relationships with the other characters real? Are his goals like 
realistically achievable within the confines of the narrative you know that that kind of stuff like does it feel loose i don't care about having creative input you know if if the script is doing all those things you know like i i don't want to have creative input for, for for my own ego you know i've got no interest in having a stamp on things for my own sake it's more like i i only want to have be able be able to have a say in things if i feel like i can take that script into a place that is more friendly to the actor which is more have to have more kind of authenticity and, you know is there uh do you want to Maybe either this film or one of your your recent works. Is there an example you can kind of go into with uh, how they describe the character that you clicked with it right away? I think it, you know it takes the whole, you want to see the whole arc of the of the story to fully understand the character, right? Mm-hmm. Especially with this movie, I can't don't want to give too much away, but like the 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 twist at the end really informs the rest of the the, the rest of the movie mm-hmm. and i remember reading the script and being like eh, yeah okay this movie's yeah and then the ending happens i'm like well, what i was like hold on i had to I, I immediately reread the script because like that moment at the end of the movie informs all of the all of the build up all of the kind of the nuances between the characters and it wasn't until that final moment when i read that final moment in the movie i i got really interested because then i realized that everything that i thought was just okay <laughs> leading up to it i was like damn there's so much in these moments to unpack and 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 the way that justin directs it he knows how to create that tension in the film and so as a, in 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 another director's hands it might be bland and boring but in justin's hands he really knows how to keep the audience guessing how to drop little hints so you're like oh is she up to something are they doing something is it is it him is it all in his head you know and so you've got all this nuances to play that originally isn't in in the in the script you know because mm-hmm. all that comes out in performance in the way that you shoot it in the way that you direct it mm-hmm. um so i guess a lot of it comes to you know the script but then also like who's attached to the script like who's producing it who's directing it you know i knew blumhouse were producing it so i'm like okay they have integrity they can obviously see something in this and they know that there's going to be something cool you know mm-hmm. they can nurture something cool and then also justin i was like well justin's done some cool movies before and he has a really good eye so i know he's gonna uh you know take this movie to somewhere where it may not have been taken under someone else's guidance i like to kind of wrap up some of these Jay, if you were kind of starting today or giving advice to a young actor what advice might you pass along as far as breaking in getting noticed or just kind of following their own journey the best advice someone gave to me when I was maybe 16 or 17, I remember it really clearly. She just looked at me and she was like, Finn, the most important thing that you ever do is to be yourself. It's just to be yourself. Just be authentically true to yourself. And I remember her telling me that and being like, mm, cool. Yeah, that sounds good. And then it just carried with me. And I think, I think that is the best advice that I could give to anyone is to, is to be yourself, to follow your own bliss, to listen to your own heart and your own intentions and to be disciplined and to be focused and passionate about pursuing those things and being realistic as well, but not so realistic that you hold yourself back and to not have fear, you know? And that's a hard one to not have fear because there's fear of failure, you know, that's a really hard one to overcome. But I think if you're really true to what is going on inside of you and you really listen to that, that inner dynamic of like what you're, you know, what, I don't know if you read Joseph Campbell, 
he's a great uh he's a philosopher but he's you know also a uh, he wrote a lot of great books for hero of a thousand faces but his you know his whole thing is to, you know to in order to find success or, or or happiness in this life one has to follow their own bliss and the bliss is like kind of the everyone has this jewel in them right everyone has this thing that they they that they want to do in their life it could be being a father it could be being an actor it could be it could be anything it's this thing and you got to listen to that call and to follow it and and to and to be true to it and to be authentically true to it you know to be yourself within it um so yeah that's 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 what i would say read joseph campbell and be authentic to yourself perfect <laughs> but then i guess from a from a from a, a like a less esoteric standpoint you know like what what should i do is to to be disciplined go to school study you know go to drama school uh, go to go go to places where you can hone your craft where you can meet other like minds that can inspire you to to to, to be a better performer or, or whatever you want to do you want to be a mechanic go to go to fucking mechanic school meet other mechanics you know um and then just and just keep fostering that because eventually inertia will kick in and the more you do something the more that ripples out and other opportunities come to you inertia is so important you know just keep keep it going. Just keep it going. Pick yourself back up. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. There's gonna be a lot, especially in this industry, especially for actors, a lot of rejection. Fuck me. Fuck man. I get rejected once, twice every week. It's non-stop. The rejection is non-stop. And even when you get success, you get rejection. It's non-fucking stop. And so you just have to be thick-skinned and just have the ability to keep going regardless, you know? Hey, thanks for tuning in to the show. So many great lessons on screenwriting here. If you're looking for some more information, though, some more about the craft of writing for television, uh, we have a new course called Script Mastermind, where we have 21 of our proven experts telling you how to write for television, how to write a screenplay, how to break in, things like that. Uh, this includes shows with Gordon Levitt, Judd Apatow, also the writers of shows like Handmaid's Tale, Mosquito Coast, Hunters, Solar Opposites, Resident Alien, WandaVision, the list goes on and on. Check that out. Uh, you can get this all right now for $1 at scriptmastermind.com television. That is the television screenwriting masterclass. It is at scriptmastermind.com television. We'll see you next time with a new episode.